Welcome to episode 111 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for downloading another show and choosing to listen to us for the next 60 minutes or so. I think we actually kept it to under 60 minutes last week, which is uh, probably a a PB. Um, So whether you're out for a run, doing some weights like our good old friend Clousy, hopefully we can keep you entertained for the next, yeah, whatever time we go on for. So in a week where the F1 in Las Vegas got delayed by some loose manhole covers, let me welcome to the show a man who has plenty of holes in his arguments each week, which, unlike the F1, we tend to just gloss over and ignore. Welcome to the show, 217.59 man. How's things, Joshua? Yeah, okay, thanks. I didn't think you were going to go there with uh, holes in the arguments. I thought you were going to go with holes in my ears. That's generally where, where people go. Mm, I considered a few other things, but they weren't quite PC enough for this for this show. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm all good. I uh, I was just telling telling you both. There's a pizza place open at the end of uh, the road, and they're doing this deal called Margarita Mondays. This is six pound for margarita pizza. So just pick that up. Looking forward to that. What's the health and um, whatever rating of the pizza place? Uh, I think it was five actually. Okay, I'll let them off. Yeah, we'll good see. Well done. Um, let's welcome our co-host this evening, who who spent much of last week being a bit like Big Shaq on the F1 grid walk, a man of very few words. What's been going on, Shane? Not much. Josh, <laughs> Josh did you watch the grid walk on the F1? I did, yeah. Martin, well, Martin Brundle is funny slash, like, I find it a bit awkward to watch sometimes, but he is so mm. funny. I noticed like, he didn't give I, any... I find it when they're, when they're really famous and he has no idea who they are. Like they're the yeah. best ones. Well, he was he was a bit sarcastic the other week to um some guitarist, whatever he's called. Oh I know. Uh, um Machine Gun Kelly. And yeah. he wanted him to do an air guitar and he was just like, No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I noticed he didn't give any any lip to, to Big Shaq, did he? Shaq O'Neill. No, I think I think he really could crush him with his finger. Yeah. Anyway, Shane, back to you. Oh yeah. How, how are you feeling? Oh, all right. Good. Out of your Mardi yet? No, no, I'm just diving into it a little bit more. <laughs> well, sweet. Let's, I mean, mine and Shane's week are pretty, pretty quick to cover. So, Shane, why don't you kick us off this week? <laughs> All right, this could be a record. Uh, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Before we get that, how has this happened? Um, well, it's called... we'll, we'll find out when you get into your weeks, I guess. <laughs> it's called oh. Marathon Running is Hard. Oh my god! It's called. We're both based in Lincolnshire, and bad shit happens when we try and train properly. Yeah, Josh, you'll find when... out in about. So when did you try? Thirteen weeks' time. When you, <laughs> when you go through your next Achilles injury ahead of your marathon. True. Go on, Shane. Right. Anyway, so <clears throat> I'm going to go back off Strava again because I. Have been in a Mardi, so haven't bothered actually uh, updating my training diary. Do you reckon our our international listeners know what Mardi is? They must um, do, because the Arctic Monkeys, surely. 
what is yeah now then Mardi but I was trying to what I was trying to watch um Mardi Bum from Glastonbury this year last night on YouTube and I couldn't find it. Uh, anyway, what did I do this week? What day what date was Monday? Um what episode thirteenth. Oh, okay, yeah, it's going to be very quick. So, uh, Monday, I hamstring eased off a bit because I'd taken the weekend off after our treatment the week before. Um, felt okay. I ran with a client, so I did uh, went pretty slow. I did three and a half miles at eight twenty four pace. Um, hamstring was fine at that. Just it was a little sore when I was running uphill at the end. <clears throat> excuse me. So on. Tuesday, I ran with, uh, I think, just Ronnie. So it was like testing out like my normal sort of easy run recovery run pace. So I did 6.1 miles at 7.14 pace, 44 minutes. Uh, it felt felt fine. felt okay, actually. Um, so I was pretty happy about that. Wednesday, I went for a run on my own. Um, so I wanted to get in a little bit further. And I actually felt my body felt absolutely fine actually all all run and it was getting a bit I chose a route and I didn't really I left when it was light so I think I ran it like yeah a quarter past four and I went out into some villages and it was pretty dark when I uh, went through the second village so I naturally just started running a bit faster anyway um so according to Strava I did a 642 mile which was a net uphill of 64 foot it's good for me that and then um actually, that's like the that's like the Malaga second mile. So you're practicing for that. Uh yeah, I'll take I'll take a six forty two at the minute, my second mile of Malaga. Yeah. Um so then I mean I didn't really look at my watch, but I just sort of ran a bit quicker on the way home. It was that or do strides, and I just sort of naturally started going quicker. So my eighth mile was like a six oh one. Um I mean it includes road crossings and I don't know if it was like a 601 mile or it, but looking at my pace, I just sort of started getting quicker and quicker. And then my last point, whatever of a mile was 530 pace. So I kind of wanted to to run quicker because I thought if my hamstring holds up fine, I'm I'm gonna try something marathon pace at the weekend. <clears throat> so yeah, last mile 530, but I think I, I actually I think like the last half mile of it was maybe a little bit quicker anyway. So that was pretty positive. I was happy about that. Um, Thursday I wasn't actually going to run so I had had sort of lectures online Thursday and Friday so I kind of sat all day Um, but I ran I ran up uh, when we do coaching so we we had a trail session where we go out and back down a trail um, doing tempo reps uh, with head torches so I ran with one of my clients Justin who's also doing Malaga um, so I just ran easy so I mean, I ran for the best part of 55 minutes, but I don't think I actually stopped my watch when I went for a pee and stuff like that. So it's got average pace of 7.42, but I I don't really know what it was, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, hamstring was a little bit achy, actually. So I think sitting down all day it just pissed it off a little bit. Um, so Friday I was going to have a rest day, but Ron sort of pulled my leg to go for a run with him and Tom. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go join them. They were going to run like 50 minutes. And when I was like 30 minutes in, I was like, you know what? It was aching. My hamstring was aching and I couldn't be asked. And me and Tom couldn't decide upon a plan of how to navigate the weekend wind to do a marathon session. And obviously I didn't want to like commit to 
doing a point to point because I like if I only get he he was torn between doing like two by ten k or like just doing I don't know maybe like twenty k at marathon pace or something and um as a flat tempo but I was like if I commit to like a twenty k tempo and get so far in it's going to be miserable for me so in the end we settled on a loop a ten k loop that was reasonably close to both of us. And we did it on the Saturday because the wind was looking a little bit less. And actually, when I woke up and I walked the dog in the morning, the, uh, when I originally woke up, the wind was horrible on the windows. But then by the time I actually got up, like an hour later, um, it pretty much calmed down. And then when I went to walk the dog, it was fine. So I was like, right, let's give it a shot. When I warmed up, this is a Saturday's uh, run. So I was like, I'll do as much of it as I can. And I expected to be able to do at least one 10K loop. So I was like, even if I get one 10K loop in, gives me a good idea of uh, if I've lost anything, how I feel, um, just a bit of information to some decision-making ahead of the marathon. Uh, one of the warm-up, I didn't. I did 4K warm-up and my hamstring felt the same as it did on Friday evening. So I was like, well, I'll give it a shot anyway. Um, so, and then when I was sort of warming up and doing some some movements and some drills and stuff and sort of getting my hands into where it hurt, I could feel like something in my hamstrings. So I do, I do wonder, like the other week when it went, I did, I did pull it a little bit. Um, when I started running that first 10K, it was so painful for the first like mile to 2k like i really had to concentrate on uh just thinking about other stuff to try and let the pain settle down see if it could and to be fair it did settle down into sort of no different to the ache that i felt on a warm-up so i was like well it's probably just really really tight now because i've just been sat down for two days and obviously um whatever I've done to it anyway. I was like, I'll probably be okay. So I did the 10K. We uh, averaged 5.26 for that. First half of that was really, really easy. And then the second half was quite hard because it was quite windy on the road we ran back in at. Um, but yeah, I was quite happy with that. And then we did 2K float at 6.07 pace. And then I thought, well, I'll start the second 10K and I'll aim to do like, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight K, just however much I feel like I can do. And Tom picked up the pace a little bit. And to be honest, I just followed him because we had a backwind where we started it and I felt really comfortable and actually felt pretty good. Um, and then he did finished off doing a doing laps of a loop near his house and I was going to run back to where I parked the car uh, and finish the tempo down there. So I had every intention of doing t- 10K for the second rep. But as soon as like we parted, about 500 meters later, my legs went and I just felt horrendous. And I was like, I've got three, at least 3K into a straight headwind now on an open country road. No. So I just stopped. So I stopped, I think, actually just after 6K. Because when I saw 6K, I didn't actually stop initially. It took me like 20 seconds to decide I was going to bottle it. So I bottled it just because I just couldn't be asked to die in the wind. Um so I did just over 6K at 5.21 pace. Um, so I was quite reasonably happy at that point from what I could do. 
And then I jogged back to the car, which was maybe about 3K. And um, by the time I got back to the car, I actually sat down and went to go and pick my dog up. I My hamstring was killing me. I could barely walk. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I booked in with Yasmin at work um, for an appointment on Sunday. And I was always going to have Sunday off anyway, because I, as I said, I wanted to have at least a day, one day off each week. Um, Saturday afternoon, it was bad and it had swollen up and it was very hot where the pain is. So I wasn't really expecting it to be positive on Sunday. Um, and it was a bit achy, but it was a lot better when I woke up on Sunday and Yasmin was able to get do some actual manual therapy in there as well. So basically this week, I'm going to decide whether it's wise me running marathon or not, if I can. If I have, if my hamstring doesn't get any better this week, then I'm pretty sure it's a bit more of a serious injury that I probably shouldn't run on and should make sure I rehabilitate it properly. Um, if it eases up and again, I can do some quicker work on it, like sort of marathon effort, then we'll make my decision and we'll see. So I'm a little bit mardy because uh, it's probably not a positive outlook. Um, but I don't know, happens, doesn't it? So you got to you got to roll, ride with the punches or whatever that fucking saying is. I don't know. Now, you know, I have two questions. Go on. Question one: When you said it was painful when you started, out of ten, how painful is it? Probably about a seven. Okay. Quite high. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I've now got three questions. <laughs> Go on in. Question number two. Why didn't you stop if it was seven out of ten? <laughs> because in my head, I was like, if if I couldn't do that on Saturday, like the, there's, um, I wasn't going to do the marathon anyway. So I was like, this could, even if I kind of fuck it up, this could potentially be my last run and it is what it is. Um, and I'll be okay, honest, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah. And also, then when if, when I was thinking I'm going to have to stop, my last resort was I was trying like some little distraction techniques. I was imagining my quads tensing when I landed to try and to try and change the pain because the thing is, pain's an output. So sometimes pain is more severe than the, the damage in there. So I was trying to work out if that was also the case because obviously I'd ran on it all week. Um, so I wonder whether it's just tightness. And it probably did ease up at the right time. I think if it didn't ease up when it did, I probably would have just, yeah, stopped. But the other reason I didn't stop at that point as well, because it felt like the sort of pain that wasn't changing. But as soon as I would stop, it would be really painful to even walk on. That's what it felt like initially. And you might have had that with your Achilles in the past, Josh. Um, yeah. So I was also kind of like, fuck it, I'll get 10K in. And I'll be close to my car anyway when we've done that first 10k. And if I if it's sore when I slow down, I'll just stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was definitely longer, longer answer than I needed, but thanks. Um, <laughs> and then the third the third question. So if the marathon's in three weeks, um, in my head, I would be thinking, and I've certainly not done this before, but learned from it. Um, can you not just cross train until the marathon? or a substantial chunk of it if you n not every run but why don't you just ditch the easy runs and cross train instead and just run quality um the first answer is the honest answer 
I can't be asked, and I have no, absolutely no desire to to like sit on a bike or a treadmill for that amount of time in the gym. Uh, I wouldn't go on the treadmill. I, yeah, I wouldn't, on, I wouldn't sit on one either. Uh, cross trainer, sorry, bike or cross trainer. Um, yeah, it's potentially an option. But the other thing as well is this marathon for me was uh, I wanted. It was more like learning. And I've already done a marathon where I finished it just for the sake of it. Like, I'm not, I've got no drive. If I think if I was in like good shape and I was targeting like a 218 or something and I was on for it, I'd have been cross training already. Um, but I'm not doing that. I was thinking of I might run a 224, might go quicker. So I don't really have any, any drive for it. And the other thing underlying is I'm not sure about is my body's just not recovering from anything. So even after the marathon, like, I'll be taking the rest of the year off, but I'm almost wondering whether I just need to, like cross training isn't going to help. The rest of the year? Yeah. Well, it's not that much after the marathon, is there? It's only three weeks after the marathon anyway. Oh, uh, fair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah so I, I feel like my body needs a bit of a reset, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, fair enough. Shane, honest answers. I've got, I've got more questions. Um, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I suppose, that, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, from the outside looking in, you obviously know your body better than anybody else. And you know what people will say is, is why don't you just get it done? And I know I know how it feels, like, obviously being ill, I got it all the time. But I think you as a person, you overthink far too much. And almost that session that you did on Saturday, you probably went through too many scenarios of what you needed to do. And if you look at the session you did two by 10 K, which is actually, well, a session that I've done. And I, I suggested to Tom, I wouldn't go any faster than gold marathon pace. You just said, I started the second block at five twenty ones. That is bang on two twenty pace. Why did you not just run it at five twenty-five to thirties, and and also don't run back into a headwind? Just we all know there is nobody, no man on earth who's in, even if they're in ridiculous shape, can run into a Lincolnshire headwind <laughs> at less than five k effort and hit marathon pace. Um. So funny you say this, and I will take plenty of shit for this i don't mind it well you know on the in on the float just before we started the second tempo i said to tom i was like look if you want to pick up you pick up because when when we was running into the actual headwind and even like one random k in the middle tom dropped like a fast one and i was like yeah you, i can't do this yeah um, i was like you know we are we're going probably operating a bit too quick but tom's in very good shape anyway yeah. and he's probably running below himself so I did say on the second one, like I will stick to five twenty fives, um, or slower. I need to stick to marathon pace. So what did I do? Just follow the men away. So you know, yeah. I, I, I was, I was definitely an idiot for that. I didn't actually do that second rep. I didn't do any of it into a headwind, apart from we got okay. in the loop. And it's also the second thing I said to Tom when I got back to my car. I text him and I says, I regret saying I'd run back to my car, I should have just stayed on the loop he was on. 
because when you're on a loop, obviously you hit the wind for maybe a minute or so and then you're out of it. Whereas the run back, yeah, it was all all the headwind. Um, but I didn't actually make it to the headwind. I did my cool down in the headwind because I'd stopped at 6K. Do you, do you think sometimes this is um like almost like a problem of being self-coached is you 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 do change too many things and you you sort of overthink your own sessions whereas i bet if you had on a piece of paper like from somebody just do i know last week just do these runs at 35 minutes easy 40 minutes easy for and just you probably stick to it and it's i just know for myself like as soon as you you get in a bit of a like downer on things when you're self-coach you almost like just give up and at the end of the day we've still got three weeks yeah. i know i know it's i know it's soon but i also think i think if you take it easy for a week and then try something at the weekend and yeah if it is still seven out of ten pain then it's stupid to run a marathon on it obviously we all know that but i think you'll be okay um anyway i do have some actual i've got another comment to make so you know these like just straight out runs now we've got garmin watches that you've got garmin pay on you're fine because all you need to do is find the nearest shop just go sit in there buy loads of food and wait to be picked up by whoever is going to get back to the car so you might does that work i don't think i've ever used that yeah I, I definitely do need to set it up, um, but I also have deliberately not set it up because I think it could get dangerous. Yeah, Shane's going to do no more than two mile runs one <laughs> way. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if you did that session one way. <laughs> Although the, the problem is, if we're doing it one way and we're finishing in the Lincolnshire rural coast, um, I don't think any taxi drivers going to actually they probably haven't even got a mobile number out there no you don't need a taxi driver you just wait for tom to get back to the car and come pick you up <laughs> it's only gonna be another 40 minutes sit and chill anyway um i think you i think you'll be all right mate we we need you on the start line we'll see i might i might be good for a pacing job we'll see yeah yeah well just look after it this week and hopefully next week's better josh you're the opposite. I think you banged in another hundred bar week, didn't you? So you can talk us through that. What smart, funny, intelligent, all of those. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So this started actually Monday morning, seven forty-seven. I did my good deed. I'm going to say for the year because I don't do many. Um, I did ten miles and I got to Tesco's, the underpass. If anyone's done Cardiff Park Run the underpass there and there's a little kid and he looked in distress i did run past initially and didn't stop and i thought do you know what i'm gonna stop so i went back to see how he was he must have been like eight nine probably and this chain had fallen off his bike and i thought that's probably the the maximum diy talent i have i can put a chain back on if there's anything worse than that i wouldn't have been able to help him so put his chain back on off his off on his way he was and uh, you know he was very thankful have you ever seen the the twitter awards for that never happened uh, no but i saw your comment yeah. yours wasn't the most popular comment though paul martelletti started talking in like japanese or something i don't know what that word meant top pseudo dadding 
yeah i just liked it i didn't understand it um ewan jones my barber just commented nonce that got quite a lot of <laughs> you got quite a lot of <laughs> likes standard uh but yeah but anyway, anyway 10 miles it, it never happened i know josh <laughs> he would he would not help a child not even on children in need week <laughs> that's that's why it's my good good deed of the year okay um then in the evening jumps on the bike 40 minutes um yeah just i those ones sometimes i was on a spin bike and they're just i hate them because i find it really hard to put enough effort in i just end up sitting on my phone unless i'm on swift uh, or outside then tuesday um i had a bit of a gap in meetings We've been quite busy with work at the moment so doing our budget um so i thought i'd quickly dive out for my double so i did five miles 632s um steph was impressed by that my old boss because it was before lunchtime then in the evening uh i went on the treadmill um why did i go on the treadmill this that time oh i think i was i was i'm in an hour in weather to do it on the track and i think we were going to actually the reason I went to the gym to do on the treadmill because we were going to record on Tuesday night, weren't we? And then we changed it last moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I warmed up outside. Basically, I don't really enjoy running on the treadmill, so I try and do my warm up and warm downs outside where possible. So I did three miles warm up, and then I had three mile, uh, three mile, two mile, one mile of three minutes and two minutes. Um, and the treadmill at JD is perfect for this actually because it maxes out at five minute miling. So just stick on five minute miling crack on um and again i watched an idiot abroad I, this one i remember i watched the china edition or the china trip which is very good very funny it's where he has to take warwick davis with him and they, they start dressing dressing up yeah if anybody knows what my dad looks like have a look at have a look at him a photo of him and then have a look at warwick davis there is the only difference is about a foot in height they've never been in the same room though exactly exactly um so yeah that that session i felt all right actually i mean once you get over the the three mile it's just i mean you're basically done to be honest um and i on the treadmill actually at jd you can change the setting so it's an athletics track and i actually literally just count laps as it go i, I follow myself on the track going around um, are you that, on a, that's a are you on a sponsorship from jd you've said it about five times I should no. I should, don't join JD. Join the gym group. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's a that's a Jake Smith trick there to get it to go faster. Um, yeah, then three three by one down. Then uh, Wednesday morning, um, I was at home, so I jumped on Zwift. Um, just did forty minutes. My heart rate was exceptionally low for this. Uh, what was that? Average one hundred and nine. Which I th- was pretty ridiculous. Um, when was your least. last last lot of EPO? <laughs> I actually on a different, well, similar topic. I've got currently a glucose monitor in at the moment, so I've been tracking my glucose. And we'll come to that later. Why? Well, we'll come to it later. Um, so yeah, forty minutes, very low heart rate. I then went to London, as I mentioned last week. Um, did we record? Well, I was thinking I was in, was I in London when we recorded? Yes. I think I probably You're in was. The hotel. You're in the hotel. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I did 10 miles on the treadmill. That wasn't fun. I I actually didn't watch an idiot abroad. I found a, a series on Sky 
uh, called Navy, Navy SEALs or the SEAL teams or something like that. It's quite good. It's basically just like six series of going to war and stuff. I quite enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, grinded that out. That treadmill felt quite slow and I felt really, really sluggish. Um, yes, that, that one wasn't fun at all. It was a bit of a grind. What you mean? Then, it, felt, it felt like it was it was quicker than it was saying. No, the opposite. I felt like I was... I had it on like 620s or something and I felt like it, the belt, it's hard to describe. It felt sticky. So I was hitting the ground and I felt like I had super glue on my shoes. It's really, really weird sensation. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was pleased when it was done anyway. Then Thursday was the actual conference. I was very, very tempted to do this in the morning. And I got up and I just quite, quite frankly, couldn't be bothered. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no being around the bush i had like two hours before the meet uh before the, the sort of conference started and i was like i'm just going to enjoy alone um so it was kind of like a session kind of not really so it was five times 3k like steady 2k easy and rob messaged me before and he was like it's, a, it's kind of a new thing he wants to wanted to try sort of like pre-marathon block um so he, he said like give him feedback on it really so i did two mile warm-up and then the three k's were so the target was 10 30 which is 3 30 per k and then just like easy run pace on the 2k off so i ran uh, uh oh yeah so i mean more more importantly probably about the session i was at heathrow airport and i found a 2k strip of road so i went up and down and when, when you actually add this all together with two mile warm up, two mile warm down, five by five K, it's actually longer than I thought. So it was very, very nearly 20 miles up if and down a 2K bit of road. If you'd gone to the north side of Heathrow, I think I've got a couple of segments down there from before my Frankfurt PB. Oh, really? A few people have told me there's a 10 mile loop, um, but no. I didn't really want to cross the road. So I stayed no. on one side. Um, but yeah, I did get the odd... Um, plane takeoff and then you get the odd sort of spatter of aviation fuel which was unpleasant um but anyway yeah so the first 3k was 10 23 then 10 20 10 10 10 20 10 18 10 14 uh oh that was well done and then the to be fair the offs i find i found those offs actually not hard but a, because they're not a jog well they are they're more of a jog it's more just don't lose concentration because i find like i'm just thinking about absolutely most random things i would have preferred that if they were like well the problem is you've not got a huge amount of scope because the reps aren't that quick but i prefer floats which are a bit quicker and you have to stay on it the whole time and concentrate when they're a little bit slower i'm kind of like not really thinking and i, I struggle more concentrating with them um so yeah, that. Well, I mean, my, my feedback to Rob was, I would cut the two k to shorter distance, maybe maybe one k or maybe a mile or, or something in between, maybe twelve hundred, um, and then you could probably do another rep, because yeah, I, I just found like it was too easy on. The, I mean, the idea it wasn't meant to be a hard session. It's just to get a bit of volume and a bit of speed, um, or a bit of intensity. But yeah, I, that was that was kind of my feedback on it, but. Oh, all in all, I mean, it's basically 20 miles, average five 5.53s with warm-up and warm-down. Um, and I wore those, the Rebels, 
uh, for that. So I definitely didn't want to wear carbon shoes. Um, but I thought this is probably a good opportunity to test them out. I think they're really good um, for something like this, where the intensity is not really that hard, but you can you can use your calves, you can actually use your leg muscles. Um, so I didn't want to use the 1080s because again, they're actually quite soft and running a little bit quicker. I thought oh, the Rebels would be quite good. So yeah, my I mean, I certainly felt like my calves had been working the day after and even in the evening, to be honest. Um, and that's kind of where I want to get to. Like, I don't want my calves to just be wrapped in blankets the whole time because I think ultimately that's probably why I get issues in them. So yeah, there we go. In doing so, I probably the main part of this, I had an hour break between the end of the conference and food. This run took me two hours, so I missed dinner. I was pretty tired after it. Um, so I, I went went there. They'd actually got a little bit of food left over, so I ate that, finished that. They did some awards, and I just went to my bed. At, uh, went to my room at 9 o'clock, went to bed. Good effort. So that was, that was uh, my work conference. Very boring. Um, then Friday, I went back to Cardiff. So again, I was umming and ahhing whether to run in the morning. My train was at 10, so I thought I'm just going to run in the evening. And I actually thought I had eight miles when I looked, I had 10. Um, so yeah, to 10 miles. I've got a like a winter 10 mile loop. It's a little bit, I wouldn't say hilly, but it's a little bit undulating. What's that elevation wise? And I don't know how you find it. Uh, What's this? Elevation four, yeah, 450 feet in 10 miles. So it's not like hilly, but it's not flat. Um, yeah 10 miles 629s and yeah do you know what i didn't look at my watch look at the look how consistent these splits are bearing in mind it's like i say it's up and down 30 31 32 33 25 20 that one is downhill 29 29 28 and then 18 that's not like, like that to me shows the pay or the intensity is probably about right or running off field and in doing so, I've just closed the bloody tab. Hang on. Uh, right, I'm back. I've just been, while you've been talking, I've been watching <laughs> watching England play. England gave away a penalty. What sport? Football. England gave oh. away a penalty because the England player, when he jumped for the ball, flicked the Macedonia player with his finger. They got a penalty for that. I've just seen Harry Maguire get kicked in the head. And not given a penalty. Bizarre. Anyway, carry on. That, that was really exciting. Thanks. Um, <laughs> some, some people will appreciate it. <laughs> I can multitask. Uh, yeah, Saturday, um, I had 14 miles, sort of easy slash steady. Um, so I tried to get out early because I wanted to get a good day studying in. So went out down the TAF, saw Jake Hayward for about I say 200 meters, it's probably about 100 meters. Um, he was just starting a run very, very, very slowly. And we kind of had the exchange of how fast are you running? And he was like seven. I was like, don't even finish. I'm not going to bother. Um, and carried on. So, yeah, short exchange. So that was 14 miles, 556s. Uh, and the weather wasn't too bad, actually. It, I mean, by no means was it great, but it wasn't as bad as what I'm about to say on Sunday. Sunday, Honestly, it was horrendous. The wind. So I looked at the wind before I left because I didn't actually realise it was windy until I opened the door. And I thought, crikey, this is a bit 
yeah a bit blowy um i'm sometimes a little bit autistic and i'd planned my route and i didn't really want to change it so i carried on with the route around the barrage around the bay which is pretty open but actually the way i went it wasn't so bad um so i did 18 miles 550 558s and you can see how windy it was because i would say i ran reasonably equal effort maybe slightly harder the last couple but I ran the last three miles, 547, 536, 530. And that's predominantly with a tailwind and is slightly downhill. Um, but yeah, that's my run. I also would like to think my heart rate is not correct on that uh, because it was pretty much averaging 180 the whole time. Yeah, it keeps it. I mean, looking at this, it. I mean, unless you stopped a load of times. Uh, I did stop once or twice, to be fair, because uh, I just need, gave my calf a little bit of a massage. Basically, I'm on a two-week cycle at the moment between getting a massage and I've been getting needling as well. Um, and today was my day. So that was the like the end of my two weeks. And I just find it builds up a little bit. So keeping those up. And I think, yeah, I've got a good sort of routine with that at the moment. So that so, was my week. I think 90 was 98 point something. How was it? 99. Um, yeah, 99. So this glucose monitor talks through. Oh, yeah. So Maddie's housemate, her boyfriend is, I mean, he's, I don't know if you can say severely diabetic or just diabetic. But so you've stolen his though. monitor. I didn't steal it. He he gets a few. Um, All he's in got, his got some as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he gets a few of them and he was like, I'd be interested to try it. So it's called Dexcom. Um, and yeah, I put it in uh, before my long run, actually. I mean, the good news is I'm not diabetic. Um, and it's really, really interesting. I'll send you guys a bit of the data. But like I can on after my long run, I mean, in, during my long run, it didn't actually change at all the whole time, which I think is probably quite good over 18 miles. I mean, I wasn't running very quick, but. Like at the moment, I'm at 10.9, but I've just eaten three quarters of a pizza. But like all day, pretty much, is like six. Um, but I thought it would be quite useful on long runs and like racing this weekend to see if it does drop. Um, and just, yeah, just just have a look, really. Because um, I, I mean, I've never looked at that before. I know, like, I know Jake uh, Smith, he's used the Super Sapiens one. Um, but yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting. Yeah. So have you, like Shane said, got um, the one that gives you insulin release if you need it? I want something stronger. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can get an EPO one. Yeah, exactly. You see when you need it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Solid, solid week. Things are ramping up. I think you're 13 weeks out. Is that right? Uh, yeah, sounds... Sounds about right. I think, you're plus, I think you're plus plus ten on us. Yeah, I'm so Training Peaks is twelve, but Training Peaks gets a little bit giddy on a Monday. It's basically yeah. it's twelve and six yeah. days. So yeah. Exactly. Nine so six days till half marathon, three weeks till Telford, nine weeks to another half, thirteen weeks till marathon. There you go. There you go. Right. I mean my week will be pretty quick. Um I I had a cold a couple of weeks ago. Here, here we go. Took, took a couple of days off. He's then, back. Then was back on it and did that big session on 
on Friday and Sunday last week. So woke up Monday morning sneezing and I was sort of hopeful that it was kind of just sort of residual cold and maybe just coming out of it. So um, I didn't feel great and I sort of dragged myself to the treadmill because I didn't really want to go outside in the wind and I think it was raining. So I was like, I'll do 45 minutes on the treadmill. But I actually managed 65 minutes at sort of seven-minute mileing. So um, 9.4 miles on Monday, Tuesday. And and I was actually off work on Monday and Tuesday because I had holiday and had planned to meet, I think, Hannah on Monday and James on Tuesday and got need for them because Tuesday I was in bed, felt worse. Wednesday, not too much better. We recorded the pod and I was starting to feel better, but not well enough to run. Thursday, I managed a 30-minute jog, 7.05s. Felt okay, but but Friday, I just it was just still around, so I didn't want to risk anything. So basically, what was that? Monday to Friday, I'd ran 13 miles. I wanted to get a a marathon session in still because a bit like Shane and I mean you sort of do all the things you tell your athlete not to do when you're self coach. You you realise like Shane would you would have had it. You'd have had people get ill or injured or a bit of a niggle and being like four three or four weeks out from the marathon, they'll message you and you'll just say, Don't worry, just get something steady done and you'll be fine. That's what we tell people. That's not what we feel internally. I was like, I need to do something. If I don't do something this weekend, I'm not going to be able to run. And just talked myself into to running too hard. So I I didn't still... Um, so this was Saturday morning. I was going to run with somebody else. I was actually going to do the session on Sunday. And I... I cancelled running with, with my mate, Sam, at, at 8 o'clock because it was raining. And I didn't want to get cold and wet. <laughs> and then I thought, um, do you know what? I'm just going to go on the treadmill and get the session done. And as I said, like I'd given, I said to Tom, like 2 by 10k is something I'd n- normally do three weeks out. And I, I started off with 8k steady and actually probably ran it too quick. That's like five miles steady, right? And if I look at the splits, I went 622, 611, 555, 554, 543. Because I was just a bit, I don't know, I just, just worried for no reason. Anyway, started off the marathon pace and I got sort of probably at four or five K in and the pace wasn't really a problem. I just was sweating a lot, like a lot. And my, my legs weren't feeling great. So I thought if I stop here at eight or 10 K, I'm not going to be able to get going again. So first of all, I said I was going to go to 12. Then I was going to go to 16. And I was going to go to an hour of tempo. Then I, I managed 21 K 
at three nineteen twenties. So I think I went through half in seventy thirty on the trip. Uh, yeah, it might be a bit soft, but with at, even at twenty one k, I need to convince myself to go to twenty five. But with like three hundred meters left of twenty one k, my legs went, and my hip more well, not my legs, my glute med and hips went, and potentially it's a treadmill. I had some new alpha flies on, which were half size too big, so that probably didn't help either. But I'd also been sitting down all week, like Shane. I'd been at my desk because because I wasn't running. I just did more work, and I just think, yeah, I just had a bit of post viral stuff as well when it just seized up. So I finished the run. So all in all, I did what twenty nine k eighteen. 18 miles at 5.33, so pretty solid run. <laughs> um, but I couldn't cool down. I couldn't walk in the house. I had to crawl up the stairs into the bath. And I had this about a year ago when I ran with Hannah a big session after not really training. And it's it's just not running. It's just conditioning, I think, and seizing up. Um, so, so... I was pleased to do something, but I was also feeling like an idiot because I just went too hard. And I initially was going to do something fairly long on Sunday too to sort of backload it as I have been doing because that's obviously the sensible thing to do, right? Um, But... I woke up Sunday morning and I was so sore and I tried to get some people out to run, couldn't. And I text Philippa and she said she was going to run at three o'clock. So I was like, I'll come run with you. So we did 53 minutes at 7.36, which Josh wasn't happy about. Um, but it's all I could I actually, do yesterday. I actually wouldn't include that in your mileage. Well, I have to that, because that I've, only got, I've, only got <laughs> yeah, four, not I've only got four runs. So um, I think I managed 25, 34, about 38 miles, which was more annoying than anything. It's just, it was like, yes, I'd rather it be now than in two weeks time getting the same cold. But at the same time, I'd rather it have been three weeks ago, just because I quite like this period just for a bit of confidence. And a bit like Shane, I just haven't got, that confidence i wanted to do that session i wanted to do two by 10k at marathon pace outside and feel feel like i get a gauge of where i'm at i still don't quite know so i think i'm going to see this weekend i i did manage 15 odd miles today so feeling better but i'm going to do the inverse taper so maybe what 140 miles this week 120 week before then 100 race week yeah, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't put it past you. That's the funny no. thing. No, I'm just I'm I'm going to do a fairly decent week this week, um, and then do my normal sort of taper off ten days to go. So, yeah, it's just just yeah. before we move on to the leaderboard. Whilst we're on Strava, the Strava stats. So one serious thing in terms of our build up to the marathon. Um, over the last four weeks, you still averaged 76.8 miles. Mm. Not bad. 
I've averaged 44.5. I know. Never mind getting hurt now. I think the issue is I'm going to have seven weeks into the marathon, which is going to be dire. Anyway, that wasn't what I was going to say. You know, I was saying I might take the end of the year off, even after the marathon, or if I don't do the marathon, maybe from now. Well, so far in 2023, I'm 230 miles ahead of you. And I was just looking when I was on Josh's a second ago as well. You must be miles ahead of me because I bet I didn't run for six months. Uh, I think I, yeah, so I'm 340 miles ahead of you, Josh. No, yeah. So the danger is if I, if I actually don't run to the end of the year, I'm, I might lose out here. I've been, yeah. leading, I've been leading all year and you two are, are charging up on me fast. Yeah, my train is only going one way as well. And well, you, you've got a good, you've got a, a strong bet in the sense I get a niggle before the end of the year, though. How many miles are you on, Shane? How many miles am I on? Yeah, two thousand seven hundred and fifty-six. That's bad. So you're going to hit like three thousand. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I was close to five thousand most years. Shane, you're only a hundred more than me, not three hundred. No, you're on. 2,414, apparently. Uh, no, there must be some hidden. I'm on 2,650. Yeah. Oh, you went private, didn't you? He's a private boy. Oh, well, I'm not. Oh, well, I might as well. You're, you're, as well yeah, you're, 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 I'm not going to win now, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, well, that was, a, that was a private way of saying the king is back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, at the moment, I'm sort of thinking 71 30 72 but i'll see what happens this weekend um i think what i mean the benefit i do have is i've I've run enough marathons to know what it should feel like so if it does feel a bit hot or a bit a bit too not too slow but easy i think i'll know i don't think you're in the danger of feeling too slow well you could do I mean, um, just just say this to you, like Josh, um, like when when you do those those mar, I mean, you run quicker than marathon pace. When I did my well, all of my marathons, sort of three four weeks out, the sessions I'd be I'd only just about be hitting goal marathon pace. So I hit I guess three twenty twos. Was it last week? Um, which is two twenty two fourteen, so seventy, you know, two twenty two flat pace. So if I went through in two twenty four, it probably will feel well. You'd hope it might feel maybe quite comfortable. Like if you were in two fourteen shape and you went through in two like seventeen pace, you'd yeah, hope that feels I, comfortable. I, th- I think it's more you've not done one in a long time. You've not really raced in a long time. I think yeah. those two things on their own, no matter almost how fit you are, could come back to bite. Not bite you. I don't think that's the right the right phrase, but I would be conscious. Like, I wouldn't be thinking this is too slow at halfway. Oh, no, no. Unless I never, you're, I ne- do you know what I mean? I never, Unless you're going like 75. What, what I mean is I think I'll know if I can pick I'm, it up. You, you're not in a bad place. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes that's whereas for a lot of people, that unknown is where it goes wrong, isn't it? Because they 
they go out at a pace that they think is comfortable and they just don't know what's coming. That, that Which... sounds uh, that sounds relatable. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's have we got the leaderboard anywhere? We we do. Uh, do you know what? I always get the leaderboard up and then get distracted and end up clicking through people's profiles. Um, right, top of the leaderboard, he, he's back. Jasper McDowell, 161. Uh, Joe Turner in second place, 131. Oh, no, not this name again. And in third place, I'm just going to, I've got to, you know, when they've got such a long name, he's got an at handle. Yingvid Johan Team 1825 is in third place. Uh, 131 miles. Can If you're a real person, can you actually message us? Because if you're not, I think you might get kicked. Um, I'm going to say Chris Kelly was in fourth, just in case that person's not real. 112. So on the ladies, we've got a new entrant, actually. Uh, top in the leader leaderboard for... Um, the women, and this is why I got distracted. I don't know her full name. Her initials are CM, but she is Cardiff-based. And she ran more than me, 101.7 miles for the week. Eight runs. I've got a lot of time for that. Uh, Sally O'Gorman, second, 101.5. And uh, in third place... No, that's a male. Uh, in third place, Michelle Myhill. 88.8 with a cheeky little marathon in that. Um, Jake Barraclough, he's he's out of the top three, but he raced. He's not injured. He'll be back, I'm sure. He's told me. Ah, there you there go. We go. Good work. Have you seen this week? Have you got the? Have you two got the document open? Uh, I've given... not seen the document, but I've seen. Oh. I've got Strava for the week open. Uh, no, I've given yeah. you some. Um some colourful things to talk through this week because I'm bored of uh, just me talking. Anyway, okay. let's go to how, listener, how, listener. How do I get on it? Well, you go to the same link, link it's on every week. Um, I'll send you a link, don't worry. Oh, um, I got it, I got it. So we go to listener question and Shane, giving you this one, mate. Okay, so this first question comes in from Scott Kelly. It's the only question. What? It's the only question. Oh, right. So the only question this week... <laughs> Comes from Scott Kelly. What do you boys think about all these massive marathon sessions appearing on Strava? Some with a couple of weeks to race day. What's also happened to the midweek VO2 type sessions for marathons? Do you think these are still important? I'm going to answer this because that question probably summarizes my training, actually. So the, the marathon sessions appearing on Strava, I mean, I do them. I think you need to do big sessions to an extent i think you i i'm someone who believes in pushing myself and testing myself i would say aaron you probably somewhat slightly differ on that approach i think you can take you can do less and have probably maybe a bit more confidence um what happened to the midweek vo2 type sessions again i don't particularly do these that close to the marathon um i do them like the block before that so i would still do them but when I'm marathon specific, I'm very specific. So I think they are important, but I think it's all about phasing and timing. Yeah, I think my 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 issue is is these sort of I don't know faddy sessions, especially with Strava, 
it almost seems like everybody's doing them because there's been a few people doing them and they try and make them faster and faster. Like I've seen, oh, Josh, you've done it. Like average marathon pace for 20 miles with a, in a session. And I mean, I've seen people two weeks out doing like 22, 23 mile sessions all at marathon pace. I'm like, why? Why, why do you feel the need? It, and I think it's Strava related. I think a lot of people like their Strava to look good and they're obsessed with the numbers on Strava. Um, and yeah, VO2 type sessions midweek, I think, I think you have been doing them to be fair. I mean, I know you, you, you do reduce them, but um, I think it's a lot of time and place for still hitting some, you know, 10 by K or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, that, or, and yeah. I I actually do the four hundreds quite close to the marathon the week before. Mm. Um but yeah, the, when when I'm doing the marathon specific stuff, then the not so much. It's a lot of in and out of marathon pace, uh, or sort of just above, just below, um, yeah. or blocks of marathon pace. But yeah, I mean, like I think twelve weeks out I'll be doing I mean, probably coming up soon, I'll be doing ten K stuff. Yeah, I, I I think it's tough, isn't it? Because there's almost, I mean, not that you're a professional runner, but there's sessions that you would, Canova's type sessions that he would do with his pro runners. I don't think they always necessarily can be converted into what a recreational runner could do. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm going to jump in now and tell you why. Um, because if you think if you actually do your like physiological threshold testing like how it comes down to how long you can run at certain intensities so the reason you get a higher or the reason like you two are faster for a marathon is because you can run for uh, you, you're very well trained well Aaron used to be so you can run for a very long time at really high intensity so if you're doing a marathon, if your your marathon pace or your like your threshold that you think you can run a marathon at, like Eliud Kipchoge's when he broke two was or was doing the first break in two and getting all his testing, I think came out at something like ninety three or ninety four percent of his VO two max. The average runner who is a good club runner will not be able to run anywhere near that amount of time at that same at ninety four percent of their VO two max because they're not efficient enough, and then it comes into fueling and everything like that. But weirdly, what seems to be happening with this, whatever you want to call it, this sort of Strava marathon flex, is you've got, normally you're telling recreational runners to stop trying to copy what elites do because it's not always, uh, like, you're not able to replicate it. But what's almost happening is you're getting these sub-elite marathon runners and some of them elite marathon runners trying to do, like, yeah, 20 miles at marathon pace, because that's like the thing to do. But if you're running for four hours for a marathon, you've got more scope to run 20 miles at your marathon pace because that's like equivalent to Josh going out and running 20 miles at six-minute mile in. Um, So there's different things to train, basically. So, yeah, I I don't know why all these massive marathon sessions are appearing on Strava, but I don't know if it's just like filtering down, but this time it's, rather than what the elites do, the recreational doing, it's almost like what 
what the recreation recreational runner does, the elites are trying to do. And it, it's just not the same. Um, with the VO2 max type sessions, I'm actually, uh, what I set a lot of my marathon runners is similar to what Josh does. When the marathon sessions become harsher, um, the VO2 max type stuff will go. Or if it's in there, it's pretty easy. So there's a lot of recovery with it because otherwise it, it can burn your ner- nervous system and then you're just too tired. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Answer that one. Um, should we go to some some news? Well, actually, anything anything annoyed you two recently on Strava that we've seen? Other it, than... Not Strava, but in real life. Can I go? go so <clears throat> the the Taft Trail recently has been reasonably waterlogged and wet, certainly on the grass surrounding. I've had it well, certainly Saturday and Sunday where you get dog walkers with their leads, they're chatting, having conversations, and they take up the whole path. And I don't want to have to dive around a dog that's licking another dog's ass whilst its fucking owners are chatting to each other. It honestly infuriates me. They have no, they're so selfish. Like, there's no need to take up 100% of the path. And I know it's funny, I watched a dog drink another dog's piss yesterday. That dog is then running next to me and its owner's like, oh, they're not going to hurt you. I don't care. It's not going to hurt me. I don't want it anywhere near me, quite frankly. It is, honestly, it's disgusting. That's my rant. It really, really made me angry on Saturday. There you go. Good. Gosh, you're happy. Shane? No, I wasn't. I feel like I do have a run. I just don't, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> um, got, got <laughs> up. I got annoyed again at, uh, at influencers of these Londoners who go for a run with their camera in selfie mode the whole time, telling their followers five tips to that you must do for a run to fucking get the most out of your run and it involves spending about 13 pounds before you go out for your run in fucking the pure sport bomb and all that that's a a weekly occurrence for me so i'm used to it now the way to the way to get better at running is leaving your phone at home cracking on exactly yeah yeah and just stop watching there and just enjoy it I, just, mm. I don't understand. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll give you my, my rant, and it's almost a a daily daily rant, is people... What is people's hurry to drive, like, 90 mile per hour on a country road into you on a Sunday morning? Like, I, can't, I don't think I'm the person to reply to this. But... But you don't get angry at cyclists or runners for for doing a ride or a run on a country road, do you? We actually have the opposite problem in Wales. The speed of it is 20 miles an hour. I went out on my bike earlier and the cars are holding you up. Yeah, it's not the speed limit's 60 miles per hour on the country roads or or less. But I'm just, I don't understand why they're getting... So they drive... We're running into the traffic. So they'll drive towards us. Nobody else on the road. They simply could just pull out and just keep driving past. But they all feel the need to beat their horn and wave their hands as if we're doing 
something wrong. And I just feel like stopping them and saying, like, what's the issue? I don't get it. So honestly... me and me and Tom got into a bit of an altercation a few years ago. We were doing a session on the Basingham Bash course. And we a car coming, they are thin rows, are like you can fit one car down there, really. But so the car moved... could slow down, right? It could, car just could slow go... down. Absolutely. Yeah. We we moved over as far as over as we could get. And this guy didn't slow down and didn't move over. And I swear down, he was less than a foot away from hitting us. So yeah. I turned around, um, gave him a signal with my hand and said something. He stopped and reversed back. So I ran up to him through his window and he was basically like some old bloke telling him he's going to hit us with his walking stick. <laughs> and I was like, you think just because you're in like a four by four and you like didn't want to slow down because runners are on the road that it's worth killing us for. Yeah. That's stupid. So, but yeah, that's it. It's, it's four by fours. They can go on the verge. Yeah. That's what they're made they to do. You can't get a tyres dirty, mate. It's ridiculous. And like, I think if you slow down to like 20 miles per hour and to go past us, you're going to lose one second out of your journey. Where are you going? Like, this is for everybody. If you're in a car at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, where are you going? I've tried to ask this to Ben Heron. Ben Heron tells me coffee shops are open at nine o'clock, but I'm still not having that. What are you doing? Get back in bed or do some exercise. Get out of your cars at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Anyway, Let's move on. Um, news. I think I'm going to kick off. So, first you, news it sounds is, like you already have. Uh, British runner Tom Evans, I saw, was out in South Africa in Cape. I think it was on Table Mountain. And he got held up by a couple of robbers who, who held him at knife point and stole his wedding ring, his watch, and his iPhone. So, he's now flown home and pulled out of the ultra trail Cape Town um, which probably seems like a sensible move um, I've not heard good things about a couple of the trails in, in South Africa so I was always surprised when they moved a UTMB event out there and this probably hasn't given it the best publicity is it um, Tom their no, high profile getting, getting mugged on the trail so so yeah hopefully he's, he's all good Next, who have I got? So next, Josh. NCAA's. Yeah, Josh, I'm glad yeah. I don't have to read the title, the the name of the next one. So I'm scouting ahead. Um, yeah, NCAA's this weekend. So um, the races took place, or the Division One races at least took place in Charlottesville, in uh, Virginia. So in the the women's race, uh, best British performance was Phoebe Anderson, and she was representing Columbia University. Uh, she runs for Herne Hill Harriers and she finished in 29th. Uh, do we want to read the actual winner of the race? Do we care? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, because Parker Bagley okay. and, and Tui, it's quite a big matchup, isn't it? And she... Yeah, she so t- the interesting thing I found about Parker, Parker Bagley, uh is how little mileage she does. I don't know, have you heard mm. this? Yeah, but is it true? Well... I- See, I mean, you've got people like Elliot Giles who also do very small amounts of mileage, but I yeah, bet she, she must a... cross-train a lot. Yeah. Well, so I, heard... I, I heard I heard she trains, cross-trains like two hours a day. Yeah. Which, at, at that point, then maybe. So, anyway, she, she won the race. Um, Payton Tui was, I think, fifth. 
Um, so probably a little bit disappointing she didn't go back to back. Uh, the team race in the women's was quite close. So um, NC State, who two runs for, they won, but they only won by one point from um, Northern, Northern Arizona. Uh, so that was 123 to 124. Then in the men's race, uh, the lead Brit was uh, David Malarkey, finished in 40th. Um, and it was Harvard Harvard students. Yeah, Harvard, Harvard student Graham Blanks, uh, who won uh, ahead of Sabted, uh, no, Habted Samuel of New Mexico. And then um, Stanford's Kai Robinson was in third. Um, have, you, have you heard of Graham Blanks? Uh, I heard of him like in the regionals, but I hadn't heard of him before this year. He's um, like the last few weeks. I think it's the first, the first Ivy Ivy League. Well, I think a girl here, uh, whatever name is, DeGastino. Anyway, I think she won and she was from Yale or something. But Uh, he, his interview was interesting. Have you heard him? Nah, I, I can't listen to Americans being interviewed. Anyway, well, he was, I think it's the first American winner under the age of 21 in a long time so or under 22 or something like that so so yeah because it's usually won by there's been a lot of non-american winners in the past 15 20 years yeah yeah exactly um Ky- i mean just yeah just quickly kai robinson's the australian isn't he and he he ran like 13 10 oh yeah he year. ran rapid 13 yeah. 13 no um, that's the that was the eritrean i think oh kai sorry the eritrean ran quicker yeah, I mean, yeah, very, very good. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat jealous of that Stanford setup. Um, and I just could uh, finish up the team results. So OSU got five people in the top fifteen. Um, so they finished with forty nine points. That's the lowest score since two thousand and five. Um, NAU came second um, with seventy one points. So yeah, I mean, they NAU dominate generally in the men's. Um, so yeah, still second, which is obviously very impressive. Yeah, NAU got rolled up. So moving on to Holland, I put this one in for Shane. I want to see his pronunciation. <laughs> you ready for this? <clears throat> I've been practicing in my head. So over to the uh, the Seven Hills race. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. Uh, the Zevenhoven Loop, fifteen k, yeah. uh, which would make sense. I'm assuming that translates to Seven Hill Loop. Um, in is it Nemegan? Is it pronounced? I, like see, this is what I never know. I think it's pronounced Nimegan, so I'm going to go with that. Um, not Nijmegen. <laughs> that's, that's how it reads. Anyway, so, yeah, it's 15K race, quite hilly. Um, Charlotte Perdue finished fifth in 49.06 in the women's race, which was won by Beatrice Chepkoec. Um, So Charlie was just under two minutes behind her. And in second place was Israel's loner cell Peter, who was 43 seconds behind. Um, the, good, the good old salt and pepper. <laughs> Can't say that, mate. Uh, Jake Smith was in action in the men's, obviously being in a uh, NN race. So he was uh, 18th in 45.30, uh, which was won by Jacob Kitlimo in 41.05. So your boy's got some catching up to do, Josh. Um I think that's the equal world record. Uh, fastest yeah. time, yeah. So he equaled yeah. checked guys' um, time on the same course 
five years ago. Is that when Chept Guy went on to break the couple of records yeah. in 2018? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's the quickest course in the world. I, I mean, the Seven Hills. Yeah. yeah. No, genuinely, but I, I don't think it's, it's like, it's not a fast course. So that, that's very impressive. Anyway, where's that? Uh, where's Kip Limo been? Uh, in a cryo uh, chamber, frozen well, for a year. So he on an unrelated, unrelated note, I saw on Let's Run that an anti-doping official from Kenya announced that fifty people, fifty Kenyans, are going to get announced as busted at the end of this month with some big names coming. So is Ugandan though? Yeah, I know. And it's obviously not him because he's just raced. But I do wonder who these big names are going to be. Um, I believe it when I see it, though. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Right. Um, on to some other results. I saw over in, in Lille in France that Agnes Negetic took the win in the second fastest time over 10k, 29.24. She took the win. But... Second and third with twenty nine thirty four and twenty nine forty. So, oh, I definitely don't have that locket that in my locker right now. Twenty nine forty one. You're not getting on the podium in in Lille ten k, yeah. which is madness. Um, so yeah, pretty swift action over in France. Uh, in the UK, a couple of ten k's and some ten milers to mention. Brighton ten k looked horrifically windy. I looked at. Um, I'm sure you won't mind me saying Paul Navesy's splits for this one. And I want to say the first 5K was sort of at 4.50 pace and he came back in about 5.30 pace. And that was better than most around him. So looks like it was pretty windy on the seafront. James McMurray took the win in 30.59 and in the women's Helen Hall, 33.38. Closer to me and Shano in Gainsborough, Jordan Skelly took the win here in 30.04, which, again, on a pretty breezy day is impressive. Um, he beat uh, Dan Garbutt and Matt Bowser by nearly a minute. That Dan, Dan Garbutt from Durham? Yep, yeah, he's back. Your arch nemesis on the cross? Back in the day, yeah. So I need to get back out there. Um, in the women's, Sophie Wallace took the win in 33-31, so a pretty solid run from Sophie. Um, oh, so also not also not too far. <laughs> you right there, Josh. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Sophie. Sorry, I'll call her by a full name if you if that's how you like it. Um in in Wolverton in Milton Keynes Alfie Manfort took the win of the Wolfton Five in the fastest five mile time of 2023. I don't know if there's been that many five mile races. He won in 23 29, just ahead of Jack Goodwin in 23 21. And that's Josh's good friend, Jack. I was going to um, say, is that, you actually have to call him Jackie. There you <laughs> go. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, Jackie gives Josh all of his, his running advice. It's all in the head. I think Jack exactly. Goodwin was the man who diagnosed Josh being lactose intolerant on a run. Yeah, a smart he's man. A, he's a qualified doctor. Um, <laughs> in the women's, Tessie McCormick took the win in 27-18. And then a couple of 10 miles, Derby 10, Dougie Musson in his build-up to Valencia took the win in 49-21. Uh, 
Then I think he did about 10 miles of laps around Derby Stadium. Um, and Hayley Gilt at the win in 60-22. And then Preston 10. Brandon Quinton. I've never heard of Brandon. Josh Myoff. He took the win in 49-53. Yeah, okay. And Joanna Marsden took the win in 59-51. There was also the Carlisle to Brampton 10 mile. Is that the rapid and, one? Yes, it's downhill and one way. Oh, I, I need to do that. Um, I know Kieran Walker was second. Um, Carl Avery, I think, took the win. Not sure on the times and not sure on the women. So I was meant to look it up before this, but I forgot. So apologies. But I think that's about it, boys. Um, coming up next week. What? I was going to say what, one thing we've forgotten. I'm racing next week. I need a prediction from you. Paris, right? Yeah. What I did you run in Paris before? For a bit, I was going to say a bit of context. I have run on that course in 2019 around 65.08. And last year I ran, ooh, what I run? 65.55 ish. 65.50. Give, give or take. Give or take a couple of seconds. Okay, so same as last year. I think so, or just maybe a little bit quicker. I think. um, What did you run at the Great South? Uh, Fifty twenty six. Yeah, I I think you're going to run fifty. Fifty. Fifty nine. Yeah, I I prefer Shane. I prefer Shane. (laughs) I think you're going to run. I'm going to go sixty five forty seven. Yeah, Close. I think between sixty-five, thirty, and sixty-six is where you'll fall somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. That range I've got in my locker all day, every day. Well, it's five-minute miling and then slowing down a bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll end up being four fifties and then slowing down a lot. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, next week, a couple of big marathons. Valencia's on. Uh, and... uh, it's another week after. Oh, where am I talking about? Two weeks. I'm getting a week ahead of myself. So next week's Josh's race, the week after is Valencia and Fukuoka. So we'll we'll take a look at the start list next week, Valencia. I had a quick look just now. 150 men under 220 on the entry list. Plus some debuts, about 20 debuts who are obviously far faster. Like Chris So, so yeah. So good like luck who? if you... Chris Perry. Oh, Chris Perry. So good luck if you if you've got elite bottles in Valencia. There could be about fifty tables out. Let's go have one long table for the whole race, I reckon. <laughs> my uh, my um, dad's actually doing Valencia. It'd be interesting to see how he how he goes. Is he on the elite start list? Uh he is not. Okay. He's probably wang- he's, but to be fair, I won't put it past. He's probably wangled himself on that. But there's some there's still some big big names on the British British side, so be interested to see how a few of them go. Um, anything else coming up next week, racing wise, cross country? Is it Liverpool next week? Yeah, Liverpool on Saturday. Um, any ideas who's going to win there? I mean, I'm going to guess the. I'll guess the women, Shane. You can guess the men's. I'm going to say Megan Keith. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Jean Nadea Sanger is going to win the men's. It's a good shout here. Um, I'm going to go for Frank Tickler. <laughs> no, I, no I, I think I think I think Zach Zach Mohammed. 
I think you'd be. Yeah. I think he's always a safe bet. He's demon on the mud, and he's in shape. Is he definitely doing cross? Uh, I mean, I'd be gobsmacked if he doesn't. To be honest. Yeah, I th- I just think it won't be long till he steps up to something. You know, will it? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's done half, hasn't he? Yeah, so I can't. I don't know. I don't know when he'll step up, but I I wonder if he'll be thinking. I I don't know if he'll do a marathon yet, but I can see him. I mean, to be honest, was he could he could he run the standard for for ten k? I don't know. It's it's, like I, it's a bit. Yeah, it, I mean, it's fast, but I bet I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he wants if he's aiming for. Is it like twenty five? Sorry, twenty five. Twenty seven oh five. That's nearly as bad as Shane's 50. We're very ambitious tonight, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, other, other, than, other than you two making the start, it's line. like it's yeah. like listening to, to it's like listening to Jenny list my PB. It's like, oh yeah, he's run 10k in about 21.50. Like yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, let's have a look at this. I've just seen if I could find the entry stat. The the 10k entry standard for Paris. You'd think they'd be quite easy to find. I you? I think it's like 27 20 ish. I think it's quicker. 27 flat. I mean that's ridiculous. 2700 and 1305 to the 5k. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's interesting now, isn't it? Because a lot of those things are are so tough. I mean, not that the marathons any easier it's two or eight ten but more achievable i think than 27 flat i mean how many bricks I mean, have gone under 27 minutes uh mo i think is that it yeah is that it yeah i, I probably I is I, I don't think mark did i don't think it was a million miles i don't think butcher has i mean maybe maybe one of the old guys it's not my my forte so much but i don't i don't think so no so Mark's Mo's, but Mo's only run like what? 2646. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, 2640. That was so a, got, that, uh, Oregon, free So you've got an Olympic, well, double Olympic champion who ran under 27 minutes, I want to say time. three times. Yeah, no. 2649, 2653, and 2650. Or oh, no, 26, four times. 20, so he ran under it four times. Well, I mean, that's on, the, on the track, he's the only he's the only Brit under twenty seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Scott second all time twenty seven ten, and John Brown third twenty seven eighteen. Um, so they're going to have to qualify on rankings, I imagine. Yeah, but as we know, with UK athletics in crisis, I don't know if they'll take more points. Rankings so, don't mean shit. Exactly. <laughs> Josh, Josh is on it tonight. Um, right, what's cut up in your lives, Shane? Um, probably going to speak for a few more days uh, and then see if it's worth me running the marathon in three weeks or not. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and my best to convince you. Um, I need I need to speak to you because we need to book a, some accommodation for the Monday and Tuesday night. Her little rumor just now, there could be a little trip going on to um, 
a couple of places maybe afterwards. So we'll have to maybe get on that. Let's have a look. Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz. We're going all the way to Villamora. Maybe Marbella. Oh, Jim Morris has got to be there then. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Um, Josh, good place to end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got. Um, I've actually got an exam two weeks tomorrow, so uh, I'm going to be studying, studying, running, and racing. Pretty much my life, anyway. So, and not stretching. much. Not much else. Yeah, stretching. Yeah. Well, I've um, I've obviously got to get some big miles in, and Jenny starts her job tomorrow. So, if it's been like this morning, Eliza woke up at quarter past four. I've stayed in her room till five when I just gave up and we came downstairs, and I'm hoping I've not got another four weeks like that because by the marathon, if I've had that for three weeks and I'll be in a bad place so surely she's old enough now to take care of herself like well Shane I, I, Shane I'd have done that two years ago she can get up <laughs> she can get up so. she can get the coffee on sort herself out be ready for the day and you can have a little lie in mate yeah, but you, need to start, you need to start teaching them independence but you've met me <laughs> and she's my daughter so you can just imagine how annoying she is. Yeah. And just yeah. needs attention constantly. My time is running out, as I told you. I think May, May 2024 may be the end of me. <laughs> Nick Best has told me that it doesn't get good after two kids. <laughs> Even though yeah. I'm pretty sure he ran his fastest marathon after the birth of his second child, but there you go. Anyway, um, that's about it, boys. Enjoy your evenings, and we'll speak again next week. Yeah, sounds good, guys. See you later. Bye bye. All right. Oh, you never, 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 never